Hello and thank you for listening to episode 307 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our Soundcheck interview shows. And in this one I get to chat with Jeff Scott Soto all about his latest album Wide Awake in My Dreamland, which is released November the 6th by Frontiers Music. Frontiers Music, as you may already know, who we've been proud to add to our partnership page. And as I said on our social media, that's led to more news from their great releases on our website and of course some more interview shows, of which there is more incoming very soon. Stay tuned for those. As you'll hear on this show, I've been a fan of Jeff for many, many years now, seen him live numerous times, love his music. Again, regular listeners, you know, I only chat to people uh, whose work I really love, be that a music show, video game show, movie shows, these interview ones. I just chat to the people whose, whose work I really love. You know that my enthusiasm, my excitement is always genuine. Hopefully that comes through in all of these shows too. So the chance to chat with Jeff was absolutely brilliant. And of course, new music incoming, always good, no matter who it's from. So at the time of releasing this show, there's two songs out from his new album. So let's begin by playing one of the first ones that come out. So sit back, relax, get comfortable. Yes, come on, you know, turn it up. It's time to listen to Jeff Scott Soto and Love's Blind.
Jeff, thank you for joining me today all the way across in America where we were just discussing before we started recording that it's a bit crazy over there. But as I said to you, people people have got your new album to look forward to. So ignore everything else going on in the world. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. And and yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's a crazy time. It's kind of what the reflection of the uh, the album title the album title was based on everything that was going pre-covid i mean covid just added another dimension to this mm -hmm. title because it truly feels like we're dreaming this can't be a, we can't be living this in the um, and absolutely not we're wide awake in this crazy dreamland of what's happening around the world and it's uh it's exactly what i said in, in terms of the album was a reflection of what the world is going through in terms of so much divide and you know between what you're dealing with brexit and and what we're dealing with in our politics and religion and divisions and social issues etc it truly is i don't remember a time in my lifetime that i've dealt with so much going on at one time it's it truly is maddening <laughs> it's crazy i mean and this is the time though isn't it when people need the creative arts when they want movies where they want new music and everything so you know and that's the thing and, and, and I, I i've spoken about this in you know a lot in terms of uh the interviews i'm doing for this record in terms of what what i can expect and what i hope to expect in the near future when it comes back to going back to live tours and, and shows you know we we go to these shows as an escape we go to these shows as we want to see our our favorite groups and we want to see these particular bands and, and we can go just kind of let everything go that's happening in our, in our day and our week and our month. But with all these mandates and all these new things that we're going to have to abide by, it's going to be a constant reminder. It's going to be, we're going to be constantly reminded that there's, there's no escape from anything. So I wonder how that's really going to work in terms of us getting back to work, so to speak with all these mandates and regulations and don't do this and you can't do that. And you have to stay this it's, it's going to be, ugh, I don't even want to go to a show because I have to deal with all this. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I was looking just the other day. I've got a photograph of when I met you over here in North Wales, and it was it was 2014 right. at the Tivoli here in Buckley. Oh, right. Uh, it's, well, it's, well, it's our local uh, our local music venue. Great, great, great venue. Right. You've been going there since the 80s, and, of course, you went down down a storm there. And I was, I was yeah. looking at that and I'm thinking, when's the next time I'm going to be able to see Jeff over here? You know, it's yeah, so crazy. It's crazy. And and to be honest with you, I, I even kind of made a recent pact after last year's touring that I probably won't be going much. I, I won't be going out much in terms of an actual tour unless it's uh, Sons of Apollo or Trans-Siberian, the, the bigger tours, because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 55 in two days. And at some point I have to start looking at, do I want to be trudging about the world <laughs> at the level of you know, uh, uh, small crowds and, and kind of small venues where, where I'm, I'm basically, I'm giving everything that I would in an arena show and, and coming home with enough to kind of buy a, a six pack of beer. So <laughs> I, I want, I, I pretty much am curbing my solo tours and those and the live dates, so to speak, and just kind of keeping them uh, as appearances or maybe festivals and that type of thing until or unless the ideal of, I guess, uh, what's the word i'm looking for until there's more of a demand i guess yeah, yeah if yeah, there's more yeah. of a demand and and it makes more sense to go out and do a lengthy tour that's when i'm into it but i just can't see myself doing these van tours and sleeping in in flea bag hotels and, <laughs> and and playing to half full houses it's 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 kind of debilitating at my age and the amount of time that i've been putting behind this the thing is jesse i was 55 just a few months ago 
And I've been right. I've listened to my voice just doing podcasts over these eight years and how it's changed so much. Your voice doesn't change. I mean, I've listened. I've got the new album. We were sent a review copy of it, and I've been listening to, to it for the last week. And you're hitting all the notes how you've always done them. How the hell are you doing this? Well, bless you for saying that. But my voice has changed. My range is nowhere near what it used to be. Uh, the things that you're hearing that I'm doing, clearly in a studio environment, you have the time. You have you. You can basically, if you're live, you don't get you don't get a do-overs. <laughs> you don't get to say, oh, I, I stuffed that one up. Let me let me let, let's rewind and play that part again, I'll, and I'll nail it next time. Oh, oh, I messed up again. Let's go back. You have that luxury of doing that in the studio. So, by all intents and purposes, my my range has certainly dropped. Uh, I'm not fooling myself to think that I'm going to be able to pull that stuff off live or, or a lot of the stuff that I did in my earlier years live, but I'm also realistic when I'm, what I'm doing now and what I'm doing with my voice nowadays, I, I probably can pull most of it off live a band like wet, forget it. I, I can't do an entire wet tour. I, I wouldn't make it through the first three shows of a tour with wet because it's just not it's not really in my range to do live anymore. Yeah. I can do it yeah. in a controlled studio environment where I have the the luxury of do overs, but uh, that's probably and, and I keep every time we write new songs. Hey guys, when when you're writing melodies for me, let's let's be a little realistic. If we ever want to play this stuff live, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no problem, Jeff. The next songs come in, I'm like oh Jesus Christ, it's as high as the first <laughs> album. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm realistic in terms of knowing what I'm doing and if, if I ever have to sing or play play it live, but there are some songs there's no way I'll be able to pull off live. And, but that's okay. I don't want the art to suffer. I don't want the art on the piece of music you're listening to where I can control it to suffer. So I'll just get around it. Yeah. And you've always been so busy across lots of different projects. You know, you just mentioned Wet, just one of those, and, and Talisman, and, and On We Go. I mean, you always yeah. put out music over the years, which is so good as well. I mean, you you always keep busy, and you always put out music. And the, this, you know, the new album, Wide Awake in My Dreamland. And without a word of a lie, Jeff, it's, you've never put out an album that I didn't like. It's so... Oh, yeah, bless you. No, Thank no, you. No, it's true. It's true, though. So I always look forward to new music from you. And you've put out so much great music over the years. What What keeps you doing it? Well, for, first of all, this is my day job. This is what I do. I, you know, it's the old cliche of I didn't find music, music found me. And I'm blessed and humbled that I can continue doing it after so many decades. It's, you know, we're, we're over three decades now. I'm going, I'm rounding the curve. I'm my fourth decade of doing this professionally. So because I do this professionally, I, I respect what I do. I take care of myself so I can continue doing it. I take care of my voice on the road. I take care of my voice at home. Um, I don't take anything for granted, but for the most part, I realize I have a responsibility to the people who do listen to my music to to always give quality, to never just phone it in. I'm, I'm always thinking and, and feeling like I want to better myself. And, and this is why I guess a testament to why I still have a legion of people that will continue following what I'm doing musically. It's, it's fantastic. And speaking of you not dialing it in, I mean, a great example. I mean, you were still kept busy. I mean, everything that's going on in the world, you know, everywhere's been in lockdown and all the new rules and everything. I, and I watched this. Well, I watched it when it was when it first came on YouTube, but I watched it again just the other day of when you sang We Are The Champions and you got Brian May and you got Roger Taylor there. What, what was that experience like? I mean, you've sung, obviously, with so many different people, but that must have been such a, a great thing to do as well and cheered a lot of people up in during this time. Yeah, and I've sung and done a lot of things with Brian and Roger through the years. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm lucky enough to consider them friends yeah. as opposed yeah. to just being a, a fan that knows the guys. And, and that's 
that's one of one of the perks that comes with what I do for a living is you you actually can meet your heroes or the ones that you want to meet because some of them is better left unseen <laughs> unseen and unheard but that you can meet your heroes and you can actually collaborate with them and do things like this um this actually just it, it's this is all just stemmed from Brian was sitting at home just trying to as you said cheer people up by putting his own riff queen riffs out and basically he says take my riff or take the the video footage and and sing or play along to me and show me your videos he wanted people to share if he was playing one of his songs that you could sing on top of etc yeah. so he had put we are the champions out just the, the little excerpt and then uh next thing roger made an appearance and added the drums to it so um i was like oh man i should probably i should probably do as all the fans that are just following Brian and, and do it myself before I knew it, a friend of mine in Brazil played the bass part and he put himself in a video with the, the three of the guys playing. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I, I asked him, listen, I'm going to sing this and I'm going to, I'm going to do my own video, but can you add it to, to uh, Brian and Rogers bits? And, and it came out great. I, I did all the, the backing vocal harmony overdubs as well. Cause I didn't want it just to be a lead vocal by itself. Yeah. And that's, yeah. why it, that's why it sounds so cool. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I would, I would recommend everybody listening to this. If you haven't watched it yet, go on YouTube. I'll put a link into the podcast notes because people awesome. people definitely need to see that. Have you ever been nervous or starstruck at any point? I mean, like I said, you've worked with so many people, but during the course of your career so far, is, have you have you ever got you know that ooh sweaty palm moment at all? I think yeah, of course I have. Um, one of one of the moments was playing at the Hollywood Bowl in front of all my family and friends with Journey. It was a it was a rainy night and uh, and the rain had just stopped. It rained on Def Leppard's set, but the the rain had just stopped. But the stage was exceptionally wet, and the tarmac material that we use on the floor of the, the staging floor was you, you basically step onto it and it's like it's like walking onto an ice skating rink it was oh, so no. slippery and i remember them warning us guys don't move around so much because it's really slippery the slightest bit of water you, you you're, you're truly just gonna lose your footing and i as soon as i stepped on the stage from the side of the stage like whoa this is gonna be interesting <laughs> not not i i i kind of figured out what i can and what i can't do what i normally did in the show yeah and within yeah. the first within the second song i was on my ass <laughs> so i was nervous about falling down and i actually did fall down but then you at, at that point you got you say well you split second flashing life in front of you you're like do i try to make it look like i meant to do that do i try to make it look like uh you know don't let them see you fall or do i own it and i i went with i owned it i stood up Correct. i put my hands up like yes 20,000 people just saw me fall on my ass and I'm owning it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it, definitely. Yeah. Well, the, the new album, like I said, it's out on November the 6th. Frontiers Music, you've had such a great relationship with Frontiers over the years, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, we're 18 years deep and uh, in 2022, we'll be, we'll be at our, our 20 year anniversary together. Wow. Anything planned for that? Maybe 20, 20 years, 25 years. You've got to do something at least for 25 years. Well, we're discussing something for the 20 year anniversary. Uh, it's nothing concrete, but uh, we, we've thrown around a couple things in, in terms of a, a, a true um, kind of roundup of our time together because 
Yeah, I, I'm, like I said, I'm 55. Who knows if I'm if I, we'll get to a 25 year reunion in terms of my voice and 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 being able to sing and do what I do. So I'm just taking it year for year. And yeah, we've been discussing a few things. Nothing concrete yet, but if we do it, it definitely will be special. Oh, that sounds good. I'm sure people listening as well would love to know how does it work when you 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 know you've been with this label for so long. You got the new album now. Do you go to them and say, "Oh, I've got a load of songs. Let's put an album out." Do they come to you and say, "Oh, let's." That time for a new album, Jeff. How does all of this come together? Yeah, for me, it's, it's my process is I'm so busy all the time. I don't, I don't, I, I'm kind of like the, uh, I'm kind of like Burger King. I, I do everything fresh to order. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have things sitting in the vaults and I say, okay, I'm going to pluck a few things and there's my record. Everything is done for that particular album. And yeah, when it's, uh, when it's time to do a new record and, as uh, in most cases, you have contractual agreements, and it's uh, it was sitting down with Frontiers at at a meeting last year after performing at the Frontiers Rock Festival, and them saying it's time for a new JSS album, and this is what we like. We would hope that you you would want to record and and make this record kind of like this, and and we uh, we would love for you to work with Alessandro. You know, they start throwing ideas around because for the most part, I do my own thing, and they they respect me and let me do what I do because we we've got that respect and that those years behind us already. Yeah. But this time around, they had their ideals of maybe we should have you collaborate with somebody like Alessandro. And I, I couldn't be more thrilled because I've known him for about 15 years and we've been wanting to work together for even, even the past five years, we keep talking about it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, it finally happened. And does it make it a lot easier now with, I mean, obviously we talked about the restrictions with everything else that's going on in the world, but thankfully through, you know, all the digital age, you can send files to each other. How, how does it compare now to making the albums to how it did all those years ago, back in the eighties? Well, in the eighties, I was, I was still fresh and new. I, I, I wasn't the musical whore that I am now. So <laughs> I, I, every most of what I was doing was here domestically, didn't have to go abroad. It didn't have to go into studios. I did for the, you know, I started doing those kinds of things like, right, right I'm going to say like Talisman, 1989-90. But even by the mid-90s, the home recording studios were starting to flourish. And even with Talisman and, and Human Clay and things I was doing with Marcel, even the last Axel Rudy Pell album, uh, they would send me the, they would send me the tracks on what was called an ADAT it was a, it was kind of like a VCR-looking machine that took VHS tapes, but the high-quality VHS tapes, and would break it down to eight tracks, and you were able to record digitally with these things. And so I had three of them daisy chained together. So I had a 24-track studio in my home, and I've been used to this ideal since before they were WAV files or A files, and and being able to do it digitally the way we do it now. I kind of weaned myself in that world way, way before it was common for everybody to be doing it the way we're doing it now. So I was kind of ready for it. And once, once we got to the digital format of pro tools and logic and stuff like that, this it's like, thank you for making my life even easier now. <laughs> and the way that you write songs, has that changed much over the years? No, not at all. Um, I don't really write music. I'm not really a composer, so to speak. I, the last time I, I wrote, an entire song from soup to nuts would have been uh, the lost in the translation album back in 2004. Um, I'm my forte is lyrics and melodies. So I would prefer to write with people with, with musicians who are, who are experts at their craft to write with a fantastic guitar player, or write with a fantastic keyboard player uh, and, and have them 
utilize the best of their talents in the songwriting. So that way the songs actually have somewhere else to go than, than my elementary level of, of playing guitar and keyboards. And so my, like I said, my forte is finishing the kind of canvas that's, that's set up above me. It said beyond uh, uh, set in front of me. Uh, you'll give me a song that just requires finishing, so to speak. And that's, that's where I step up and that's where my strengths are. I'll, I'll listen to a piece of music and it pretty much dictates what it's going to be about the song. If it's a ballad or if it sounds like a, an epic song that could be about world issues, it it pretty much just tells me when I'm listening to that body of music, what the song's going to be about. And the new album is such a great uh, selection of songs and then so many different themes in it as well. I mean, the two songs that have been released on YouTube with Love's Blind and Without You as well, two, you know, two great songs again and just... For everybody listening, just a little taster of the rest of the album that's that's on there as well, which is another great thing that I loved about this album. It's 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 got like the, the peaks and valleys emotionally that you follow as you're listening to it. Yeah, and that and that is a testament to proper sequencing. I've I've done yeah. so many albums years where, and we always do that. We always used to emulate the albums that we loved in the bands that I'm in, or even as a solo artist. You take an album you love that you know it has all the ebbs and flows, all the the, the peaks and valleys. So that way, it gives you it, it it has to flow. Otherwise, you get you couldn't listen to it from soup to nuts, from from top to bottom. So, I I'm very conscious about which songs are where in the placements of uh, you know what's what comes after another. Uh, you don't want to put two ballads next to each other. You don't want to put two songs in the same kind of tempo or or even the same key next to each other because it just then it starts sounding like one long song. So yeah, it's it's a there's an art to, to album sequencing, I believe. And I, I truly think about this every time I'm I'm putting in uh, you know, this song has to start the album. This one has to end the album, the bookends so to speak and yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. Because this is something I've gone on about for ages, because, of course, you know, like I said, we're the same age and grown up listening to vinyl, and you'd put side yeah. one on, and that was it. You'd sit and you'd listen to side one, you'd turn it over and you'd listen to side two, and they'd, they'd yeah. all be in order. Whereas now, and right. people just shuffle, and even to the point where there'll be the hundreds of albums on their MP3 player, and they'll shuffle one song from this album, one, one song from that, and I'm still... I guess I'm a dying breed where I just, I want to listen to a full album and yeah, not, yeah. not be shuffling no, I'm, around. I'm right there with you. I, I couldn't agree more. And this is one of the things I, I can't stand about the, the digital streaming format is you, you've kind of lost that, uh, that sensibility of, uh, of, of, of an album and why it's, why it's presented as such. You, it's become such a singles world that you, you've lost that, that flow of, of, of an entire record. Yeah, sure. You want variety, you want a mixtape, et cetera, but there's something to be said about listening to a full album, especially one that's made for uh, a, the, the entire listening process. And I think that's how albums grow on you over the years through listening to them all in, in one piece as well. And you, you get such a yeah. deep affinity for albums because you, you listen, you consume all in one go all the time. I'll never forget the, the stupid idea that uh, Marcel and, had, and I had for the, the, uh, an album called Life. When we first put it, the, the European version of the album, there were like two or three songs that were kind of, they were kind of melting into the next, but there was no track ID. So there's like three or four track IDs on the entire record. 
if you put one song on, you had to listen to the next two that came after it because you couldn't <laughs> fast forward to the next ones. It, we we kind of took the idea that it, kind of taking the, the piss on uh, on Prince, he made he did an album where there were no track IDs, mm-hmm. an album called Love Sexy, where you you had to listen. You you press track one and that's it. You could not fast forward to track <laughs> six or seven. You had to you could fast forward and hold the button, but that's more annoying. So you were forced to listen to the entire record. So we kind of like, yeah, hey, let's 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 piss people off and do <laughs> do it on a few songs, not the whole record. And boy, did we piss a few people off, including the label. So when it went to reissue, they said, no, 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 we're adding track ID to each song. Yeah. <laughs> and people getting the CD of this, it's a double CD. You get Loud and Live in Milan from 2019 as well. Yeah. And that was uh, that was the I was talking about then in discussing the new album, the the Wide Awake album Mm -hmm. with Frontiers. We had a meeting after that show at that performance that was recorded uh, with the intent of releasing as a standalone product. But I knew because I was only I was only allotted a a 50 minute time slot. I thought, I don't know, guys, I, I really don't want fans to not only feel cheated that they're buying an album that's only 50 minutes long. But I don't want the attack that I'm going to get. How dare you? I you you put this live album out and it, it's barely enough to get. It's barely half your show. So we came up with a happy medium of uh, okay, we'll release it as a, a digital streaming item. But for those who actually still believe in the physical side of uh, of buying records, we're going to give it to you as a bonus disc for as incentive to buy the new album. So it worked out on both ends. Yeah, it's really good. Everybody buying it. It's. Uh worth every penny definitely and you've got you've got a great few days coming up it's your birthday in a couple of days happy birthday ready for that hope you have a great day for there and then two days later you've got the album release so a bit of an exciting and then we've got one of the most historic elections <laughs> in u.s history i'm like oh christ how, how am i going to compete with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but everybody just avoid that and, and buy jeff's new album that'll be that's that's the way to to cope with everything going I, on that's that's what i say thank you for that well like i said jeff i've really enjoyed the album uh i'm gonna play it a lot more i look forward to more new music coming from you in the future i've got my fingers crossed that i get to see you live again uh and for the sake of the edit thank you so much for joining me today uh and just keep making the music i love it i appreciate that and uh and i thank you for your for your follow, you know, for listening and and giving me the attention it's fantastic oh my pleasure thanks jeff You're very welcome. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Hopefully another one that you enjoyed. Please share these shows, share everything that the the artists do. Again, weird, weird time we're going through in the world at the moment. Help the creative arts by at least sharing the shows, get their word out there. And of course, buying them. The show is going online on November the 5th. If you're listening to it on day of release, thank you very much. Uh, You can pre-order the new album. If you're listening to it after then, again, thank you very much. Uh, You can buy it now, you lucky, lucky people, once again. We are, of course, still at 60mw.co.uk. It's the hub of everything that we do. You can email us via the Contact Us section on there. You can go directly to our Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at 60mwpodcast. You can join the World Tour. You can leave us a review, visit there, and everything that we do is on there. And again, you're listening to this, you like music, please check out the news section on our website. A lot of it's to do with music. 
There's links to more bands, more artists, the videos that they've produced. Watch those, listen to those, share those. And of course, buy the music too. That's what all of these soundcheck shows are about. And so, until the next show, which I can confidently predict will be another interview show with another Frontiers artist that will be in your ears very, very soon. Let's end this one with Jeff Scott Soto and Without You.